It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Probably panicked Miss Mary right there. <laughs> Sorry about that, Miss Mary. I <clears throat> didn't have those pots up and the music started to play. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday, and by God, I swear I can see the weekend from here. Morning, Jim. Jim Cunningham's already celebrating the weekend, even though it didn't start yet. But hang in there, Jim. Well, Jim was talking to me. He's already messaged me on the app. And he said to me that, you know, weekend stress relief, stuff like that. My job is stress relief. I get to sit in a padded room and vent every single day and have a good time doing it and pick on people. And I get paid for that. Yeah, Mary says I did get a little scared. Uh, There's a couple. I was listening to the news. And then suddenly I realized, oh, hang on. I'm listening in delay. I need to switch over out of the 10-second delay. And when I did that, I went, whoops. The show has already started. Okay. I am, I've already, I think, made Miss Mary proud with what I have set up first for you. I'm going to play this for the people who join me early in the morning. And then there's something else I'm going to play for you that I realized I missed the opportunity last time I talked about a subject to really make it fun. So I'm going to make up for that. And you who join me first thing in the morning like this get to hear it first. But... Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, I was trying to decide while you were listening to that which one I want to play first here. I'm going to do this one first. So a little while ago, well, yesterday, in fact, I talked about it some more. California is trying to find out how they can tax people that have already left California. That would include people in Jackson Hole, Florida, for example. A lot of people, rich people, mega rich people that have moved to Jackson Hole, moved to Jackson Hole so they can get away from the high taxes and regulations, which is another way of taxing. And California is not happy with that. And so they want to tax people that have already left the state, and they're trying to figure out a way to do that. So the first thing that I had played for you, and of course this makes sense, it's a a spoof on the Beach Boys song. That of course makes sense, Babylon B doing the spoof of the Beach Boys, wish we all could leave California now. with Babylon B for doing this. And then I realized I had missed an opportunity. Since these people have packed up and left California to get away from the mess that California has been made, and California is trying to come after them 
how come I didn't do this? thing the hotel california where you can check out any time you want but you can never leave they are going to come after you especially if you're a rich person who moved to jackson hole to go to get away from all of that so that's what i've decided the next time i bring up that story because it's not over yet california is just trying to pass that law now i'm not sure how they plan to enforce that but they're going to try anyway So as that story continues, I will bring it up again to you. Now, the next story. So I had told you guys about hardcore leftists, and this is the extreme left cult of climate change, hardcore lefty, those people, right? The panicked ones who go into museums and throw paint all over a Van Gogh, we're killing the planet, the Greta Thunberg types. That hardcore leftist, most of them who are hypocrites, by the way, who are convinced that the end is nigh. And I gave you a story a week or so ago on how these folks, I've decided not to have any more kids. Now, my answer to that is, fine, good. See, we don't have to convince them to not breed anymore. They're not going to have any kids. So in a generation or so, we will be rid of them and their offspring. It's great that that mental disorder will not be breeding anymore. Thank you for that. Even read that some young men have decided to get vasectomies to save the planet. Now, some of these young men also said after the Supreme Court ruling on abortion, sending abortion decisions back to the states... A lot of women on the left were outraged. And because they were outraged, men in support of these women, so they say, decided to get vasectomies, they say, to support these women who are outraged at the Supreme Court decision. I think that they're getting vasectomies because they're trying to, well, I'll just say they're trying to get laid, okay? And any kind of virtue signaling helps with lefty women. So they'll do anything to get some action, including getting a vasectomy, so they can turn to those lefty women and go, I am supporting you. Fighting climate change and fighting that Supreme Court decision, I have gotten a vasectomy, in the hopes that that will get them somewhere. So yesterday I sat down and wrote the following and produced it this morning. The perfect commercial. Imagine a doctor out there, much like when you hear lawyers, the ambulance chasers, right? Let's have a doctor take advantage of this situation. World events, overpopulation, and climate change got you down? Was Thanos correct? 
Perhaps the last thing you should be doing right now is bringing another human being onto this walk-in space. Hello, I'm Dr. Tracy. Let's face it, it's hard to save the planet when you're an overly sexually active lefty. And every new little baby we add adds massive amounts of carbon dioxide to our atmosphere during its lifetime. If you're a guy who just wants to save the planet, or a guy who's trying to hook up with the hot liberal college ladies and are looking for any virtue signaling advantage you can dream up, come see me for a little, uh, snipperino. Yes, vasectomies are the latest trend among liberal men who are trying to save the planet or score through virtue signaling, whatever. For just a few moments of your time and a couple of quick, uh... Snippos. We can make sure your carbon footprint doesn't get any larger than, well, you. And don't worry, it's all paid for. The entire procedure is built toward conservative organizations who want to see as few liberals breeding as, a. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, we charge conservatives because they need to do their part. Sure, let's go with that. Yes, two minutes and two testicles can stave off tons of CO2 for each baby you don't have. A come see me. A save the planet. Get a little snippy today. See, you got up um, this morning and were doing what with your time? Yeah. I'm sure something very productive, including making coffee. This is what I was doing this morning. We certainly hope that anyone who might have been offended by that is already listening to another radio station and missed it. For the rest of you, that was cool, wasn't it? Sometimes the best way it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six eighteen is the time to wake up Wyoming. All right, yeah. Temperatures really dropped this weekend. Snow coming to the area. How much to where you are, particularly how much wind, how much snow. It's really going to vary a lot depending on where you are. Don Day has an extended forecast, 645. 745 is on with me live to explain himself. Miss Mary not happy with Don Day and the weather forecast. So I ought to just have her do the interview at 745 so she can. She has a way of just uh, voicing her displeasure. I'm just saying. So, okay. And real quick, back to California and that story, because I want to update you on the story. Now, again, I, I could go ahead and, and play this as the intro. I, I mean, that's just absolutely brilliant. But, you know, considering this story, they're trying to tax people who have already left California. I, this is just the perfect song. And I apologize to you for not thinking of it sooner. I mean, after all, when businesses and individuals pack up and leave California just to get the hell out of that mess, they never imagined that California would come after them, even though they're long gone. used to be a lovely place. It fell apart. You can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. Okay, so here's the latest on the story here. Uh, California lawmakers pushing legislation that would impose new tax on the state's wealthiest residents. See, again, that would cause more of them to leave, right? Even if they've already moved to another part of the country, they're still going to do it. Now, and let me back up for a minute. Remember, Someone who is worth millions or even billions, they don't have the cash laying around. 
they are worth it in what they own. Yes, the stocks and bonds, but lands and they're part owner of businesses. And if you liquidated everything, you might get billions of dollars out of it. So it's an estimate. So if you are unfortunate enough to be living in, say, San Francisco, and you don't want to be made, uh, well, into the city's new insane scheme to give $5 million in reparations to its uh, black residents, you may already be too late dodging that particular bullet. You can check out and go to Idaho, Arizona, even Wyoming, Florida. But California tax man is going to hunt you down, knock on your door anyway. Now, again, I really want to know how they intend to do this. But the story says, Assemblyman Alex Lee, who identifies as a progressive Democrat. So, you see, it's not just a Democrat. Oh, he's far more left than that. He's a progressive Democrat. Says, well, for America's first uh, patriot, he introduces as a patriot bill. He introduced a bill into California state legislature that would impose an extra 1.5% tax worldwide net worth on billionaires. Now, you know, that always trickles down, kind of like when the federal income tax started. It was supposed to be a temporary 1% tax because of a war, a temporary 1% tax on the richest. And now you see we are where we are with the income tax, right? So you know that will move its way down. And sure enough, in his legislation, after a few years, he starts going after the millionaires. California Department of Tax and Fee Administration knocking at your front door at 4 a.m. Uh, well, probably not. But still, they're not going to frog march you to the ATM and get your money out. But again, remember, billionaires don't have all of this in cash. And then there's the ever-present reality that politicians, well, when it comes to taxes... They have a, I think it's like a $22.8 billion deficit. And their idea is, well, this will help to pay down. They assume if they do this, that they'll get all sorts of money in that will pay down that $22.8 billion deficit. But you know what happens when politicians get a hold of that kind of money. First off, I don't think they can. But let's imagine that they did. Would it actually go to paying down the deficit? Probably not. This author says... You can't have actually assumed that if uh, you left the Garden State in your rearview mirror that you would actually leave, did you? That's why socialist states build walls to keep people in. And I've thought about that. I agree with the author on this. I've thought about this many times. Californians are against the idea of putting up a wall to keep their southern border protected from all of those people coming into California. But they are more than happy to entertain the idea of you can't leave. So he writes, and as we know, what's coming out next, a wall around California to stop the population from hemorrhaging or something like that, right? Yeah, okay. Right now, they're really upset with people that are packing up and leaving California. As all the other states are. This is not the only state that's thinking about doing something like this. Uh, New York, Illinois, to name two other states. Oh, Washington State and Washington, D.C. have all talked about the same thing. They keep imposing higher taxes and higher regulations, and they're running off businesses. And as they run off businesses, they get mad and want to find a way to go after them 
Anyway, now as far as that wall around California, remember, a lot of things that you could buy in California years ago, you're not allowed to buy now for various reasons. We can add electric vehicles to that. That's why I wanted to open up a chain of retail stores. Hey, friends, do you find yourself living in California and able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, now you can shop free at will because of a new chain of stores opening up on the California border. It's Banned in California. Yes, Banned in California provides all the products that you're no longer allowed to buy inside the California border. Guys, have you been wanting to buy that new fur coat for the little lady? What about that massive, energy-guzzling, big-screen TV? You'll find it on sale now at Band in California. Serious lawnmowers that get the job done and big SUVs. And yes, to keep those little kitties happy, get them a Happy Meal with extra trans fat in the food court, of course. And feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady goes to the tanning bed. Yes, Band in California, now located at every state location along the California border. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Illegal immigrants on staff to show you how to speak back across the border with everything you've purchased. When I originally wrote that bit, I got to the end of it, and I just had open, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then I thought, no, 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 it's missing something at the end. And I really thought about it for a good part of the day. What What's the tagline on there? I can't imagine. Because it's funny, and when I played it for people as a preview to get their impression, they all thought it was funny. But it needs that little boom at the end, that little punch. Then suddenly I realized that the only way that if you go to one of my retail stores banned in California, how are you going to get that stuff back across the border and sneak it in? I'm sure California will find a way. They'll, They'll do something. Right? So, I mean, they can put border guards up and so on. They're not going to inspect illegal immigrants coming across the southern border. Those guys can just walk right in with whoever they want, including all the drugs, the fentanyl, and everything else. They walk in with guns and so on. Sure, they just walk right in. And that's when it struck me. Oh, 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 hang on. So that's what you do. You go shopping at Banding, California. You buy your electric vehicle and everything else that you want to buy. And then to get it across the border, there are illegal immigrants on staff. They know how to sneak this stuff across the border. And if they are caught, well, they're illegals. And so the people of uh, the, the people in charge of California, you know, the elected officials to start, but also the bureaucrats, they don't actually want to stop illegal immigrants. That would be racist. So illegal immigrants on staff to help you sneak things back across the border. That became the tagline. And then I went back to people who had already annoyed with that commercial once. And I said, listen again. And when we got to the end of it, they just bust out laughing because that tagline really makes the whole thing. All right. California at this point is just destroying itself. But that, you know, believe it or not, I'm going to say, and that's okay. Because it is a perfect example to the rest of the country of what not to do. In fact, when we look at people like in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and other people in Texas that have fled California, one of the best things we can do, this is, this is how you convert them. Just turn to them and say, look, I don't expect you to become a conservative or a libertarian like me. You don't have to do that. 
But would you just look back and take a look at the mess that state is in and why it's in such a mess and think about why you left and then do us all a favor, stop voting that way. I don't care what you think, what your beliefs are, but don't vote that way anymore. Don't vote for your big government ideas because you see now where it's led. All right, coming up on local news, update of local news and weather forecasts. We'll see what Don Day says as he kind of looks into the weekend and the next few days. I know the cold weather's coming, the snow's coming, and the wind, but how much and where? Now, that's the big question. Then you and I get back into it again. Wake up, Wyoming. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Six thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right. So from Cowboy State Daily, I didn't take an expert to tell me this. You know this without an expert. Energy experts say U.S. is behind Europe, but still energy crisis could happen here. The story says a continuing increase in wind and solar on the electric grid has strained energy resources during extreme weather events, according to grid reliability assessments. But now they say fossil fuel here. I'm going to correct them. Organic fuel power sources have prevented the kinds of problems that have been sweeping across Europe in winter times. And we've talked about this, how Europe has a either really hot summer, or really cold winter. And so people start using more energy and the grid is just not reliable or even just in general, when you don't have the sun shining or the wind blowing how the energy is not being created. It's just not reliable. It doesn't even have to be extreme weather. It's just when the wind isn't blowing or the sun's not shining, they're not creating. So as Germany has done in the past few months, the story says, United Kingdom is bringing coal plants back online and offering money to citizens to cut down on their energy use because wind energy resources are not providing enough power. I'm going to read that one again just because it pleases me. As Germany has done in the past few months, the United Kingdom is bringing coal plants back online and offering money to citizens to cut down on their energy use because wind energy resources just aren't providing enough power. It's not what was promised. So Rick Widenbeck, Alaska State Director Power the future nonprofit energy organization told Cowboy State Daily the United Kingdom's power companies should be held accountable for failing to provide a reliable grid and for throwing money at customers to get them to reduce their demand. Imagine that. We will literally pay you to use less energy. So what happens if you own an electric car then? We will literally pay you to not charge your electric vehicle. That's essentially what we're saying here, right? Last week, wind energy in the U.K. supply, uh, 58% of the nation's energy supplies, what they hoped it would happen, but it only produced 15.3%. Now, again, I'm going to read that again because it's important. 
People in the UK were told this wind energy is going to supply 58% of our power. Uh-huh. It only provided 15.3% of their power. As temperatures dropped to 46 degrees, which is cold for there, the nation's electricity provider, National Grid Implemented Demand Flexibility Service, which was introduced last year to keep the nation's grid from collapsing. So the service pays customers for what they call smart meters, about $25 to reduce their electricity from 5 to 6 p.m. The plan was implemented. Well, and... Uh, it's going to be longer than that as this continues. But, okay, changing your everyday habits in the name of demand crisis reeks of a populace who believe hook, line, and sinker that they, the very hype of a climate crisis. Energy watchdog Robert Bryce, who keeps a database of wind and solar projects uh, being denied as a result of local opposition, said energy problems in Europe are entirely predictable. Well, of course they are. Because a moron like me out here in Wyoming is one of these who have been predicting this for quite a long time. And I know a lot of you have thought the same thing. Well, if the wind is not always blowing or it's blowing too hard, because that's a problem too, and the sun is not always shining, especially on cloudy days, then what exactly are they going to do for reliable energy? See, it doesn't take a gene. Let me give you a, a side example of this. Some time ago, somebody had an idea. There's all of these parking lots all over the country, and parking lots are just laying out there in the sun, except when cars are parked on them. But there's just a lot of time that big parking lots just, there they are out there in the sun. What if we could turn a parking lot into something you could still park on, but it also collected light like a solar array? We could, we could grab a lot of electricity out of that, couldn't we? And so they tried it as an experiment. They went ahead and built a parking lot. Let's see what happens here. And I'm looking at this thinking, well, I already know what's going to happen here. I, not a matter of whether there's cars parked on it or not. And you, we can talk about northern hemisphere when there's snow on it and so on. Automobile tires are filthy. And it will not take long before that array that's supposed to be a parking lot is going to get just blackened because of automobile tires, and then you're not going to get any electricity out of it. And that's exactly what happened. Doesn't take a genius, right? The story says here, these eco-zealots are pushing a transition and just leave it in the ground philosophy. What's well, nothing more to make our nation's customers reliant on the same power source as Europe. So, so here in the United States, they're pushing the idea of wind and solar, and yet Europe is going back to coal. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. This weather update. Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, so, Frank, uh, no charges will be filed. Just so you know. Oh, okay. Well, what did they do? Uh, department says the police canine 
wouldn't face charges for stealing another officer's lunch. Oh. Yeah. You know uh, what? You, you, sometimes you just make mistakes. Uh, and you other know, times you do, it's kind of yeah. like a, you know, like you've already thought about this. Right. So mm. I think with the dog, you know, like. Yeah. It was a I, mistake. I think somebody made a mistake by leaving their food out in front of the <laughs> well, dog. That, but true. okay. <laughs> and so this dog has been a dedicated member of the department for a very long time. After a vast public campaign on his behalf, no charges, it says, will be filed. Stealing is only a crime, is a crime, but it's morally wrong, too. Some people may have been disciplined for stealing somebody else's lunch. I mean, let's face it. If somebody had put their lunch on a table down in our break room and you went down there and just took it and were caught sitting at your desk eating that guy's lunch, I suppose you would catch hell for it. Oh, well, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, okay. So, uh, let me see. This guy had his lunchbox. He got out his sandwich. He took maybe one bite of it. He was distracted for a moment. Now, this is kind of fun. They did take a picture of the dog as if it was a mugshot. <laughs> okay. Uh, <he laughs> and where bit, was this at again? Uh, let me see here. Uh, the, now, the name of the town is uh, W-Y-A-N-D-O-T-T-E. It's in Michigan. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, someone left to see. Um... The dog has invoked the Fifth Amendment to remain silent. <laughs> does the dog have, have, have legal assistance? Yes. He does have a history of rummaging in trash cans oh, and things like boy. that. So, I mean, that's, that's what dogs do around, right? I mean, uh, they're always sniffing around looking for something to eat. So, in this case, I don't know about you, Frank. I don't blame the dog. Don't tell me the dog should know better. I, even though he's a police officer and actually does hold a rank above some other police officers. You know, police officers have to live to a higher standard. Yeah, well, okay. So what would you do? Let the dog eat. Okay. <laughs> Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road tonight in Logan to meet Utah State. The Cowgirls are trying to break a two-game losing streak. They are 5-3 and three in Mountain West play, 12-7 and seven overall. Utah State is just awful this year at 1-7 and seven in the league, 4-15 and 15 overall. That is a 6 p.m. start tonight from Logan. In women's junior college basketball, Casper College is 18-3 and three on the year and rated 21st in the country with an 89-46 row win over Central Wyoming and Riverton last night. Claudio Garrido led the T-Birds with 21. The LCCC ladies from Cheyenne dropped to 15-5 and five with a 67-50 home loss to Western Wyoming last night. On the men's side, Casper College beat Central Wyoming last night 88-85. They are 16-5 and five on the year. The LCCC men got 40 points from Xavier McCord and B. Western Wyoming 88-86 last night to get to 11-7 and on the year. Casper College will be at LCCC in Cheyenne at the Story Gym on Saturday. Tonight at the Story Gym in high school basketball, Cheyenne East will take on Cheyenne Central. The East girls are 11-3. The Central girls are 9-3. That'll start at 6 o'clock. The boys game will follow around 7-30. East comes into that game with a record of 11-2 and Central is 11-2 and Central is 12-2. That should be a two really, really good games tonight. The Trona County High School Distance runner Jackson Dutcher assigned with Division I South Dakota State for cross country and track. He recently broke the NC school record in the indoor 800 meters in two minutes uh, and three point two minutes, point three five last week in Gillette and also won the 1600 meters up in Campbell County. Dutcher placed fourth at the 4A state cross country meet back in 
October. High School Wrestling, Detroit will host Sheridan a duel tonight at 6 p.m. And the Big Ronthon tournament starts tomorrow in Riverton. And that will go through Saturday, pretty much the de facto state championship. And coming up on Sunday in the NFL, it's their version of the Final Four. Cincinnati with former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson will be at Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. The Bengals made the Super Bowl last season, and the Chiefs are one-point favorite in the game, and they'll start at 4.30 on Sunday. The NFC Championship game is Philadelphia hosting San Francisco. Former Wyoming Cowboy Marcus Epps has been great in the Eagles secondary this season. Same goes for former Pope Tashawn Gibson in the 49ers secondary. Philly is favored by 2.5 points, and that starts at 1 p.m. on Sunday. So either way, we could wind up with a Wyoming night in yes. the Super Bowl. Yeah, we, it, we, there'll be at least one and maybe two. Now, that would be cool if there yeah. were two. Now, if they were, so two would be opposing teams. Right, yes. So either way, a Wyoming Knight wins a Super Bowl. Right. Okay. So we'll have three guys uh-huh. out of four teams. Somebody. Uh-huh. Somebody's in it. Somebody's, somebody's going to be in, in the Super yeah. Bowl. But I would love to see the game where there's Wyoming Knights on either team. That way we're guaranteed to say, hey. <laughs> Yeah. You know, Logan Wilson played in the Super Bowl last year, and yeah, there's, I, there's I a lot understand. of motivation there to, to go to the game again and win. Yeah. Maybe they'll have a parade for him. I would still love, hint, hint, to get him on this program and let you interview him. Well, hint, hint, hint. Well, well let's let's Just, let him win, win, win. Okay. We'll, we'll do that. Then we'll <laughs> go ahead and see if we can drag his butt on. All right. Thanks, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we update here. And we're going to get into news on national local update on the weather forecast. Now, how do you know? Just a question for you. That your news anchor is lying to you when you're watching any kind of evening news, network news, whatever the case is. Oh, I have a list for you. We'll do it next. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time. It's a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. My name is Glenn Woods. It's Wake Up Wyoming. We'll get to the open phones and all of that in just a few minutes from now. First off, and I know there's a lot of stories that I have on days like today that are sort of all over the place, rather than just stick into a single topic for a while. But it, it's important that we cover certain topics that are not going to take a whole lot of time to discuss. Like, for example, just heard news, top of the hour. In fact, I read about this yesterday, but just hit news top of the hour. In California, they try, I was picking on California for a good time last hour. They just passed a law recently that if, let's say, you are sick and you go to see a doctor, and when it comes to COVID shots and so on, your doctor has a different opinion. Your doctor doesn't have a lot of confidence in the COVID shots or a lot of the advice that you've been getting from government. And so your doctor advises you to do something different. Well, okay, they want that in California to be a criminal offense because, as California says, it goes against the consensus scientific opinion and the consensus opinion of other doctors and researchers and so on. And a judge just said to California, sorry, you can't do that. First off, the doctor has a First Amendment right to express his opinion. And that meeting in the doctor's office is a private meeting between the doctor and the patient. And they can talk about whatever they want and express whatever opinions they have. So, no, you can't tell them they can't talk about this and express their opinions. But also, the doctor didn't get into this, but I will. I'm sorry, the 
judge didn't get into this, but I will get into it. Scientific consensus? If you think there is such a thing as a consensus in science, then you don't understand science. The whole point of science is to question. And even if the majority of scientists believe something, that doesn't mean that they're right. History is replete with the times that a single researcher was saying something, and all the other researchers, scientists, and whatever field it might be, were expressing different opinions, had a consensus even. But there's that one guy, and that's not true. I have research that shows otherwise. And the one guy was right. And that actually happens a lot and plenty of times in world history, not just recent history, world history, where the popular opinion was wrong. Again, you've heard it from your, you've heard me say this many times, something you've heard from your parents, your teachers, even your college professors, you've heard it on the news, you've even heard your politicians say it, all your friends know it, everybody seems to think it, and everybody's wrong. The idea that it must be true because it's a, con it's a consensus is just nonsense, and it's flat out intellectually lazy, too. So, no, you can't say that because it goes against the consensus opinion. It's illegal to say something because it goes against popular opinion? Well, these are doctors. I mean, it might be dangerous. Yeah, but what if the popular opinion is the dangerous side? What about that? Groupthink is often dangerous. Just because everybody is told to believe it and everybody's doing it doesn't mean that they're all doing the right thing. Sometimes the smart person is the one who goes, you know, you guys all just go walk off that cliff. I'm going to go over here. Right. So thank you to the judge for doing that. But he was doing it just solely on the idea of First Amendment freedom of speech. I'm the one who's taking it farther and going, what are you nuts? You actually think that there's such a thing as scientific consensus. Well, that can't exist in true science. And again, popular opinion has nothing to do with reality. All right. I pulled up this story earlier today, and I think it's worth looking at. <clears throat> so let's say you're watching the news. Or you came across a news story somewhere out there on the interweb from, I don't care who the news source was, whether it's a local newspaper or it's online news source or whatever it is. How do you know that they're telling the truth? Or for that matter, how do you know that they're just right? Sometimes they're lying to you. Other times they just got it wrong. How do you know? According to the Babylon Bee, uh, which I think, and, and they copy this from MRC TV, which I, number one, it's a reporter and they're talking. Whether it's uh, on the television news or radio or it's uh, something you're reading. Okay. So right away, treat it with suspicion. Just because you heard it, it's like the thing, you know, I know it's true. I read it on the internet. Uh-huh. Okay. If you do see someone on television that's wildly talking, well, they're just trying to convince you with a lot of passion. Are the anchors giving you news? Do they look very concerned about what they're saying? 
Are they concerned about winning a Pulitzer Prize? If they have won a Pulitzer Prize, then you should suspect them as someone who doesn't tell the truth. Now, oftentimes, the award-winning journalists are the ones who got things most wrong. It's a lot like um, Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth wins an Academy Award. And yet, when the Inconvenient Truth, uh, I guess, documentary, lecture, whatever you want to call it, that he did, was actually analyzed, it was so many things wrong with that, so many things that he got wrong. And yet he wins an Academy Award. They gave him an Academy Award because they were trying to promote what he's saying. Oftentimes, awards are handed out for political reasons, not for factual reasons. All right. Uh, and see, if they blink a lot, that, yeah, that'd be good. If they wear a lapel pin for whatever cause, uh, if they're caught on a hot mic saying that last story was a total lie, yeah, that might be a good. That's another thing. Actually, they, they put this in here as, as a joke. Hot mic moments are often really revealing. The number of times that politicians and members of the news media have said something on, on air and then they get off air and they think the mic is cold and they say something and it's captured and it gets out there. Then you find out what they really think. That's happened a lot. If someone's last name is Kumo, uh, Stelter, Lemon, or Scarborough, don't believe them. If they begin their broadcast with, in today's news, it's a lie. Uh, you're using their lungs and vocal cords. That would have to be a lie. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Media Research Center is not the only conservative organization out there. Uh, they've gotten C MRC, Media Research Center, has gotten CNN staffers fired for lying, exposed fake news reports and lies from politicians. And many other things. I like that. You know, what even gets me is, and this is where it's a little more difficult today, but it's um, you know, to, to do research to find out actually who's being factual. And it's not always lies. Sometimes they're just wrong. And I've told you about lazy research, too. I mean, that happens a lot. A lot of just really lazy reporting where they never went out to find out what the truth is. They're sitting there at, at their desk Googling things as if that's research. And they've never gone out there to do actual research. It's difficult today to find out what the truth is. And that's why today I take a look at what often you get in news media outlets. And I treat them with a lot of, well, I just, I'm suspicious. For good reason. And they've earned it over the years. What gets me is when they're proven wrong and yet they, so they just go silent about it. Something they've been reporting turns out to not be true, and rather than giving it equal time to correct it, they just go silent. 715, wake up Wyoming. Before you face the day at 888-97-WOODS, wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven twenty one's the time wake up Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So your Wyoming representative Harriet Hageman 
wants is on a committee that will investigate FBI and social media giants as well. This goes back to I was picking on media in general, news media, for how much they get wrong and just some of the reasons why. But let's take a look at something else. Social media, same thing. How many times I've made fun of, and social media is now making fun of, when, let's say, you post something on Facebook, for example, and they flag it as, well, this is misinformation or something like that. So it's flagged. It's blurred out. You can click on it and look at it if you want. That makes me click on it, by the way. And then oftentimes I'm laughing because they're they're fact-checking something. And yet take a look at who their fact-checkers are. I would classify their fact-checkers as a bunch of morons. Honestly, I would. And their algorithms are garbage. So U.S. Representative Harriet Hageman, the story says from Cowboy State Daily, will serve on a body that will look into the alleged use of federal governments for uh, political purposes on social media. House Select Subcommittee on Weaponization of the Federal Government. Quote, it is an honor to be appointed to the committee, she said. Republican member of the GOP majority house voted to look into the use of the FBI and Department of Justice in various political matters in recent years. Subcommittee led by Republican Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio will focus on the actions of the FBI, the Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security and Center for Disease Control in other agencies. Now, you want to talk misinformation as they pushed government propaganda and misinformation on social media. So if you tried to say something contrary, you would be flagged, reported, shadow banned or even banned. It was all it will also investigate matters related to the collection and analysis and dissemination and use of information on U.S. citizens by executive branch agencies, including whether such efforts are illegal, unconstitutional, or otherwise unethical. The subcommittee will have the power to issue subpoenas to officials with federal agencies and conduct in-depth hearings. Quote, this committee will examine why there seems to be a double standard for enforcing rules against some of us, but not others. It will work to ensure that draconian lockdowns are never enacted. All nine Republicans on the committee will be named, and, uh, you know, again, Hageman's one of them. So during her campaign last summer, she repeatedly spoke at, against Anthony Fauci, who recently served as director of National Institute for uh, Infectious Diseases and so on. She also told Cowboy State Daily last spring that she would look into federal legalization limit of viewpoints discrimination in from tech giants, for example, on points of view that other people had. And oftentimes experts, I mean, not just you, the average citizen, there's experts out there who have a different point of view. They've done research. They found out something different. They try to get it out there and they were shut down. And it turns out working with a lot of these social media giants was government. Shut that down. We don't want that to be said. Well, what if the person who's objecting and saying something is the one who's right? That's why we have an open society and we allow a discussion of these things. We don't shut down opposing viewpoints. So in December 2022, Jordan wrote a letter to the five largest tech giant companies, the story says, demanding they hand over correspondence between Biden administration and their companies. In October, Hageman expressed outrage that researchers from North Dakota's university were looking at her Twitter posts as part of a study of toxic language on the platform. 
Hageman said the subcommittee will aim to figure out what degree the federal government has conspired with social media corporations to silence free speech, expression, and even information. It will also examine the practice of the Internal Revenue Service on audits. Now, remember, it was during the Obama administration, one of the biggest, there's many scandals of the Obama administration. It's one of the most scandal-ridden administrations in U.S. history. And one of them was using the IRS as a hammer against conservative political organizations. When Obama was running for re-election, there were a lot of little groups all over the country that wanted to start up to campaign against him. But in order to do so, and I think this should never be the case, they had to go get a special rating from the IRS in order to form as a political organization and how to collect their funding and what to do with it and so on. And the IRS delayed that until after the election so these groups couldn't legally form and act as political action groups. Now, not only were there hearings on this, but those groups sued the IRS and won. The only thing I don't like about that is, yes, they sued and they won a bunch of money. Whose money did they win? Not the money of the IRS agents who should have been penalized for this, but the IRS itself had to pay, which means taxpayer money went to pay these organizations. But they were found guilty in court of this. Hageman describes the FBI raid against uh, former President Trump, Mar-a-Lago. Hageman also named the Judiciary Committee and the committees on uh, – she was named to the Judiciary Committee and Committee on Natural Resources. Committee on Natural Resources is of particular importance to us here in Wyoming. It considers bills about national park systems and other public lands, as well as the nation's energy and mineral and water resources. The committee also conducts oversight on the interior, agriculture, and commerce departments. Wyoming has one of the highest percentage of public lands in the country. So it's very important. We're one of those states where so much of our land is owned by the federal government. And so controlled by the federal government when it comes to getting those natural resources. So it's good to have uh, Harriet Hageman on those committees. And hopefully she does the right things on those committees. We'll wait. I'll just wait and see what happens. I, I have hopes for her, but I've had hopes for other people in the past. So let's, let's hope that she shows us that she's really the person who should be in that office representing Wyoming. We'll wait and see. Meantime, though, I do like that we're investigating, and I know the news media is not going to help because the news media was part of this whole thing. I'm glad there is some investigation into the coordination of the federal government with social media to silence, again, not just the general public, but experts in various fields who disagreed. Now, what I would like to see, but I'm not going to see, is if this committee actually starts to find out stuff then would the news media outlets necessarily report it? And how would they report it? We already know the answer to that. Because as Twitter has now been releasing files showing what Twitter has actually been up to, they were taken over, and now their secret files are being dumped, their coordination with the federal government and local governments and how they shadow banned and banned people who expressed a different point of view, including experts. You see how the news media in general has reported this. 
So I don't have a whole lot of hope that as more information comes out, that they report it accurately. Coming up on 730, I know you don't too. Coming up on 730, local news coming your way right after local news, weather forecast. Don Day 745, because the weather for this weekend, yeah, I got questions. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six. the time. Morning to Casper and Casper? Okay. You can make up whatever name you want when you're using the Wake Up Wyoming app to text me. Greg is in Cheyenne. Junkman is in Alliance, Nebraska. Junkman says, Mark Levin's show yesterday said DirecTV had pulled One America News Network and now Newsmax. Yes, they had. Those are two conservative news organizations. I don't know why they did, but they did. Yeah, it could be a ratings problem or it could be that they just disagreed with them. I have no idea why the reasons why, but those are important platforms to be on to get audience like that. That's one of the problems with a lot of uh, more conservative news organizations, not just the on television, cable, and so on, but to get even someplace online because Google will shadow ban you, YouTube will shadow ban you. It's hard to find places to put up a platform with an alternative point of view for those people who have different ideas. And we're supposed to be a nation where we share different ideas. All right. Oh, I got some good news for you. School choice is coming back on the agenda for Republicans. Hey, Republicans, don't blow it. There's a few states around the country that are led by Democrats that want to get rid of school choice. But okay. What the story I'm reading here says, uh, doesn't it show a year ago Republican Party focused on school choice? They seem to be their way, on their way back to it. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds was in the mood Tuesday. She signed into law one of the most sweeping revolutionary school choice programs in the nation. And that law, again, here's where you've heard me say many times, I like the idea of school vouchers. I read an article yesterday someone wrote where it, they just flat out asked the question, should we just give up on public schools? Considering how bad a lot of public schools have gotten. Now, that's not to say there's not good school teachers out there. There are. But between the unionization and the indoctrination of a lot of public schools around the nation and the number of parents that I've talked to that are just throwing their hands up in the air and going, I don't know what to do. Kid doesn't know how to write. Kid has a hard time reading. And I was at a much higher level than that when I was that kid. What's going on in these schools? I agree, which is why choice and competition is often the best way to go. If a school wants to survive, then they need to have customers. That's where the vouchers come in. And for those of you, look, if you want to send your kid to a lefty school or right-wing conservative school, fine, do it. Your choice. You want to send your kid to a school that just learns, I mean, they just learn reading, writing, arithmetic, math, no agenda. There would be schools like that, too. Want to homeschool? fine. School choice is starting to take off around the nation. Good to see. 739. Here's your legislative update with our man in Cheyenne.
This and Woods. He talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, Don, we're going to have to sort of pick apart this weather forecast because there's a lot of changes coming. So today is a repeat of yesterday, right? I'd say that that's a good way to describe it. We're basically okay. in the same setup. The winds aloft are coming from the northwest. We have these disturbances coming through now. Right now, uh, the there's a large part of the state that's just getting windy right now, but another disturbance is going to drop out of Montana into Wyoming later today and tonight. That's going to reintroduce snow in the northern areas of the state, and then those snow showers later today, tonight, and tomorrow will spread south. Uh, and then the Arctic air comes in over the weekend. Okay. Now, you've said quite a bit in your weather forecasts uh, over the past, uh, well, day or so here that that Arctic air is not going to come in in a half hour like it did and flash freeze everything. This just kind of creeps in. Yeah. It's like if you were to take, um, you know, for those of you eating breakfast right now, if you're having a pancake, it's going to come in like the maple syrup on your pancake. It's just going to kind of slowly go over to the edge of your pancake and then drop off the edge. Okay, great. Not blasting through. Right. Yeah. Thanks for making me hungry. Appreciate it. Okay. (laughs) So now as it's come uh, slowly creep crawling in here, one of the things that I wonder about, and I know this is a matter as to where you are, who gets the snow, how much, am I going to be stuck in my house all weekend? Uh, In Casper? Yeah, I, the Casper is certainly an area Saturday night, Sunday that's going to see uh, pretty much a, a continuous period of light to moderate snowfall. Let's use what I would. I think the 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 best way to describe where the heaviest snow is going to fall is going to be, and we've seen this in the past. If you were to take the North Platte River Valley um, from around the Casper area, then to Douglas, then on the way to Torrington into Western Nebraska, uh, that area is going to be an area where the deeper Arctic air is going to sit. And so that tends to enhance the snowfall as that moisture comes up over on top of the Arctic air. Then also the what we call the Pine Ridge, which is the higher ground that is around Lusk, uh, up to south of Newcastle, over to Shadron, Nebraska. And then that kind of that ridge, that higher terrain, you could also say, you know, part of that, the Rattlesnake Mountain southwest of Casper to South Pass, that those two areas i think are going to be kind of the focal point for the heavier snow and then points north of there and that would include the i-90 corridor now you go into the southeastern corner of the state i don't think around laramie and cheyenne there's going to be as much but it will still snow there's going to be freezing fog there's going to be uh just you know kind of that fog that ices everything up that's going to be in there as well we also see sunday into monday morning another enhanced area of snow that's going to go up into the Carbon County, Eastern Sweetwater, Albany County, Western Albany County areas along that I-80 corridor that's just kind of a glacier right now around that Rollins to Wamsutter area. I see that as another area that will see significant snow as well. Okay. So everybody's getting something. I think it's just a matter of when does that molasses arrive? Exactly. And okay. it's going to come in from the north like you'd expect, you know, the northern areas first and then when Arctic air comes in slowly, it has to climb the terrain. Arctic air is always going to be right on the ground, the very lowest point. And so what will happen is this is where the terrain makes a really big difference. Uh, 
you, it could be 30 degrees, 35 degrees in Wheatland at noon Saturday and be single digits in Douglas. Okay. You know, in terms of, you know, sometimes that's how slow these Arctic air masses will slide in. All right. Thank you, Don. We'll do it again tomorrow. So there you go. Slow as molasses just kind of comes moving in over there. And it does sound to me like those people, as he was saying, in the Casper and Douglas areas and so on are just going, well, um, let's go to the icebox, Frank. Looks like we're just going to be inside watching TV this weekend. Oh, no, I won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I still have to travel. Don't. <laughs> I, I have a choice. Okay. First thing you got to go to. Okay. Yeah. That, really? You know. Yeah. All right. This has been a um, strange winter. Well, very snowy winter. Well, we're getting out of the whole drought thing. Now we've talked about the La Nina, El Nino thing, and so this gets us out of the whole drought thing. So now I've asked you before, but so where do you have to be? I'm going to try to go to Riverton on Saturday for okay. the Ronthon tournament. You yeah, know, so okay. you know we'll, uh-huh. we'll see. I mean, drought is okay. I understand that. You know, but personal safety is another. Well, and yeah. here's the thing, though. That you know, just my personal advice. Nobody listening, just you and me, Frank. Okay. When you get to Riverton, if it really does get a good amount of snow and wind, there's times that that town just gets cut off. Well, yeah. And, and Lander the same way, too. Yeah. So maybe we'll just, you know, stay the whole week there. Uh, you know, that's a good idea. I'd say get a nice, comfortable hotel. Make sure you're all stacked up on the munchies and so on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we just might kinda... have to see you Tuesday or something and, like and that. And that will be fine. We'll, we'll you know, I'll, we'll, we'll make it one way or the other. Yeah, okay. It's not a bad place to be stuck no, as no, long as you no. picked a nice hotel. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Don't pick the cheap roadside no, spots, no, though. No, 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 You want the nice hotel. Do they have a nice hotel? They've got plenty. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you can just sit out there and just watch the snowfall. Women's college basketball, the way I mean, Cowgirls will be on the road tonight in the Logan to meet Utah State. The Cowgirls are trying to break a two-game losing streak, so they are 5-3 and three in Mountain West play and 12-7 and seven overall. Utah State is just awful this year at 1-7 in league play and 4-15 and 15 overall. And it's a 6 p.m. start tonight from Logan. And women's junior college basketball, the Casper College ladies, rated the 21st in the country, beat Central Wyoming in Riverton last night by the final score of 89-46. to Claudia Garrido had 20, with 21 points for the Tevers. The LCCC ladies from Cheyenne dropped the 15-5 and five with a 67-50 home loss to Western Wyoming last night. On the men's side, Casper College beat Central Wyoming 88-85 last night in Riverton, so they're 16-5. The LCCC men got 48 points from Xavier McCord and beat Western Wyoming 88-86 last night, so they are 11-7 on the year. Casper College will be at LCCC on Saturday at the Story Gym. Tonight at the Story Gym in high school basketball, Cheyenne East will take on Cheyenne Central. The East girls are 11-3. The Central girls are 9-3. As a 6 p.m. start, the boys' game will follow around 7-30. East comes into that game with a record of 11 and 2, and Central is 12 and 2. It should be two really good games. The Troy County High School distance runner Jackson Dutcher is signed with Division One South Dakota State for cross country and track. He recently broke the NC school record in the indoor 800 meters last week in Gillette and also won the 1600 up there in Campbell County in that indoor meet. Dutcher placed third at the 4A state cross country meet back in October. High school wrestling, the Toronto will host Sheridan in a duel tonight at 6 p.m. The big Ron Down tournament starts tomorrow in Riverton and goes through Saturday. Coming up on Sunday, a Stanfell version of the Final Four. Cincinnati with former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson will be at Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. The Bengals made the Super Bowl last season, and the Chiefs are one-point favorites in this game on Sunday, which will start at 4.30. The NFC Championship game has Philadelphia hosting San Francisco. Former Wyoming Cowboy Marcus Epps has been great in the Eagles secondary. Same goes with former Wyoming Cowboy Deshaun Gibson in the 49ers secondary. And Philly is favored by two and a half points. It's a 1 p.m. start on Sunday. When you do make a trip like that, and you know that there's possibility you might be stuck in. Do you stock the hotel room? Well, no, I just, I, 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 there, I, there's always a plan B. Okay. You know, 
I mean, it's not like you're going to be marooned. It's just the, the mm. long distance travel. You know what I mean? Okay. Like like 50, 60, 70, 80 miles. You don't want to deal with that unless you don't have to. Right. Now, if there's a hotel and there's a McDonald's right down over there, that's fine. And okay. if there's a bar that's over this way, then we're fine. Okay. Because uh, you, you've heard the, the Waffle House thing, right? Where if that's open? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that actually is the thing the federal government does whenever some big weather event hits an area. How's Waffle House? Are they still open? And if Waffle House is closed, it's really bad. That is the true barometer. That is. Unfortunately, Wyoming doesn't have any Waffle Houses, and I've been objecting to that since I moved here. I, I, I love Waffle House. I, they need to They need to get here into Wyoming. I don't understand. We have interstates. We have people who would love Waffle House. I would be there at 2 in the morning. Why not? Ah, For you. six bucks, yeah. you can't beat it. No. Scattered, smothered, and covered. Yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah. Coming up on some local business. We gotta take care. We're gonna roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Got open phones, lots of juicy topics for you. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Time it's a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. It is open phones. Warning: Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave. <coughs> All right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Now, early this morning, right at 6 o'clock, I did something, which I'm going to do it again. For you people who join us later, who sleep in, you know, who hadn't had your coffee yet, and you join us after you do that. So when I was talking about California, I realized I sort of fell short on something, and I want to apologize and make up for it. Say California is trying to find a way to tax people who live in Teton, Wyoming. You know, the millionaires and billionaires who moved over to Jackson, and California now can no longer tax them because they're residents of Wyoming, and Wyoming doesn't have a state income tax, but California wants that money. So they're going to try to find a way to tax them anyway. So when I talked about this the other day, this was the intro song. See, great. It's done by Babylon B. Wish we could all leave California now. Of course, the Beach Boys parody. This is great. But you see, that's not really the best song for that because they did leave California. Now, again, California is reaching out to try to tax them anyway, even though they've left the state. California still wants their money. And then I realized... Last thing I remember, I was 
See, now that song makes a whole lot more sense. Hotel California, you can check out any time you want, but you can never leave. That's the way California sees people and companies that are trying to escape. So from now on, when I talk about stories like that from California, that's what I'll bring up. Now, there's one more thing. I had a story the other day that I gave to you guys about how people on the hardcore left, and I mean the real hardcore left, cult of climate change, how they are uh, afraid to have children anymore and are getting vasectomies. I wrote something just for that, but I'm going to put it aside just for a moment because Jess is calling from Colorado. Morning, Jess. Good morning. Hello from Julesburg, Colorado, okay? Yes, sir. Hey, I've been pushing this idea for about five years. I don't talk to enough people, though, but maybe this will change that. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking for the last five years what we ought to do is bring all of our military and all of our equipment, a lot of uh, emphasis on all of our equipment rather than donating it to the uh, terrorists and everything, Mm -hmm. bring them all home station them on all of our borders so we would actually have sealed borders. Yeah. And the benefits of it is that all the military is at home in the United States and guess where they spend their money? Yeah, so there you go. Right here in the United States. Yeah. So Uh, since they're on the border and they would have to do practice maneuvers, I'm sure that would scare the drug cartels, too. (laughs) And, uh, they would be close to the rest of their family, uh, you know, beside, well, mm-hmm. it'd be the whole family they'd be closer to. There'd probably be less of them killed. Right. And I, I just think it's a win-win situation in that. Okay. So, yeah, we would have to open up a string of military bases right along the border. And that, I think, would make a whole lot more sense than trying to put up a wall, because as far as I'm concerned, walls don't work. But a string of military bases with soldiers on maneuver in their Bradley fighting vehicles might be a bit of a deterrent. That's right. right. Absolutely. Not a bad idea. Okay, you keep promoting that idea, Glenn, if I got you on board, and maybe between all of us, Mm -hmm. uh, we can get something done in that direction. All right, Jess. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. It's Jess calling in from down in Colorado. Well, it's not bad. We we thought about a lot of different ideas over the years for trying to seal the border up. And the reason I say walls don't work is because I'm constantly watching videos. doesn't matter what kind of wall you build. People going over, under, through, around, whatever the case is. So I'd rather do something else. So maybe, hey, just uh, put a string of military. Just bring our whole military back home and just line them up along the border. If they were out there in maneuvers every single day, fully armed, maybe that would do something. All right. Back to the vasectomy thing. Oh, I know you were waiting for that. So there's people on the hardcore left, hardcore left. You're talking like the cult of climate change, that kind of a thing. They are so afraid because they're a doomsday cult that we are living in the end times that they've decided not to have kids, which I'm fine with because that means they're bred out in a very short time. We don't have to deal with that anymore, that mental disorder, because it's bred out of society. But then there were some young men who they decided to get vasectomies because after the Supreme Court decision on abortion, sending the decision of abortion back to the state level, There were women on the hardcore left that were outraged, and so there were men, this actually happened, 
who went off and got vasectomies in support of the women, they said. I don't think it's in support of the women. I think they're trying to hook up with the women, and they're trying to virtue signal to do it, and they will do anything, including the vasectomy. After thinking about this for a minute, I thought, you know, some doctors out there could... um, Make some money off of this if they ran some ads. World events over population and climate change got you down? Was Thanos correct? Perhaps the last thing you should be doing right now is bringing another human being onto this walk-in space. Hello, I'm Dr. Tracy. Let's face it, it's hard to save the planet when you're an overly sexually active lefty. And every new little baby we add adds massive amounts of carbon dioxide to our atmosphere during its lifetime. If you're a guy who just wants to save the planet, or a guy who's trying to hook up with the hot liberal college ladies and are looking for any virtue signaling advantage you can dream up, come see me for a little, uh, snippery. Yes, vasectomies are the latest trend among liberal men who are trying to save the planet or score through virtue signaling, whatever. For just a few moments of your time and a couple of quick, uh... Snippos. We can make sure your carbon footprint doesn't get any larger than, well, you. And don't worry, it's all paid for. The entire procedure is built toward conservative organizations who want to see as few liberals breeding as a... <clears throat> I mean, we charge conservatives because they need to do their part. Sure, let's go with that. Yes, two minutes and two testicles can stave off tons of CO2. For each baby, you don't have a come see me. A save the planet. Get a little snippy today. We certainly hope that anyone who might have been offended by that is already listening to another radio station and missed it. For the rest of you, that was cool, wasn't it? Here's your morning travel news. The same. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Coming up real soon here on 820. 888 woods the phone number. You can do what Jess in Colorado did. Just go ahead and call in. Change the subject if you want. Find by me, 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So I've been working on a little project for a while here. I talked a little about it yesterday some. But there are those people I mentioned just a moment ago, the cult of climate change. There's always been doomsday cults out there throughout human history. And the number of times predictions were made, dear Lord, it, you can't even count them, that just turned out to be wrong and never happened. Paul Ehrlich is one of those. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play this again. I played this uh, earlier this week, but I want to do this again. Once again, here's John Stossel. As he talked about doomsday scenarios, I bring this up for a reason. It has to do with the doomsday clock. The world's about to end. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. Throughout history, people predicted the end of humanity. This month, 60 Minutes was on the case. You seem to be saying that humanity is not sustainable. Oh, humanity is not sustainable. Bizarrely, they featured this man, who has always predicted doom. We are very close to a famine disaster in the United States. Why would they treat him like an expert? Paul Ehrlich may have lived long enough to see some of his dire prophecies come true. But his dire prophecies, again and again, turn out to be wrong. In the next 15 years, the end will come. And by the end, I mean an utter breakdown of the capacity of the planet to support humanity. His bestseller, which sold an amazing three million copies, said nothing can prevent a substantial increase in the world death rate. That was comically wrong. Today, there are four billion more people. The death rate fell dramatically. 
Too many people, too much consumption. 60 Minutes did mention that Ehrlich was wrong about widespread starvation, but they take him seriously, never mentioning his other ridiculous predictions, like his claim that by the year 2000, England will not exist because of climate change. But England's still here. Instead of interviewing doomsayers like Ehrlich, 60 Minutes should talk to Marion Tupi, the creator of humanprogress.org. Everybody is getting richer and longer living, and life is getting better. It is. The modern era has brought much longer lives and the greatest decline in poverty ever. <laughs> Young activists think capitalists are destroying the earth. Millions of people are dying. People are throwing paint at uh, works of art, are blocking traffic. They believe it's the moral thing to do because experts like Ehrlich scare them. Marion Tupi is the anti-Ehrlich. His new book, Super Abundance, shows more people are good for humanity and the environment. What matters is new knowledge. Think about something as simple as sand. When we started melting down sand to create glass, we used the first glass for glass beads or jars. But now we are using glass in fiber optic cables and microchips. Similar innovation in farming, transportation, genetic engineering is why our growing population won't destroy nature. But we're told we're destroying forests. Forests have grown by 35% in North America and Western Europe in the last 20 years. Grown because people found ways to produce more food on less land. And prosperous countries can afford to protect nature. But the idea that human innovation is helping nature isn't as popular as doomsayers claim. You see, people like to believe negative. That's why I've been working on this for a little while here. People tend to believe the negative things. And it's not really popular to say, hey, we're producing such an abundance of food on very little land. And we found out how to do it in a way you want to talk sustainable, where we can just keep recycling what we do and use it over and over again so we can just keep reproducing, reproducing, making more and more food. It's the distribution of that food because of dictators and other problems like that that becomes a problem. And as far as the climate goes, you're actually living in a rather cool, calm period. Uh, the climate in the past would have wiped out humanity, but you're actually living in a time where, yeah, we have our hurricanes and tornadoes and so on, but things are actually compared to the way they were in the past, very good right now. It's a good time to be alive, not just because of how easy it is to live as a human being, but uh, again, it's a rather cool, calm, prosperous period for humanity. This is a good time to be alive. Now, here's the doomsday clock. They moved it even closer to midnight. That's another one of those things where you hear all of these predictions, and I don't mind when people step up and say, hey, watch out because this is dangerous. That's fine. But here's the latest doomsday clock scenario. And I want to say that it was a year or two ago, they also inched the doomsday clock closer to midnight. Story says, top scientists and security experts moved the doomsday clock forward on Tuesday about 90 seconds to midnight, signaling an increase in the risk to humanity's survival under the nuclear shadow of the conflict in Ukraine. The new timing of the clock uh, is the atomic scientists moving. You know, the whole doomsday clock started because of 
all of the nuclear weapons that we were building and the Soviet Union was building, things like that. Hands on the clock, which the bulletin describes as a metaphor for how close humanity is to self-annihilation, has been about 100 seconds to midnight since January 2020. The closest to midnight it's been in history. Okay, so when I said a couple of years ago, all right, 2020, I remember they did move the, the clock a little closer then, right? The decision to reset the hands of the symbolic timepiece is taken each year by a bulletin of scientists, security board members, sponsors, and so on. About 10 Nobel Prize laureates. In a statement, the bulletin says it was advancing the hands of the clock by 10 seconds this year, due largely but not exclusively to Russians' invasion of Ukraine and the risk of nuclear escalation. Quote, Russia thinly veiled threats of nuclear weapons remain remind the world that escalation of the con- conflict, either by accident or intention or whatever, is a terrible risk. The bulletin says the new clock was also influenced by the continuing threats posed by, here we go, I was waiting for this, by the climate crisis. Listen very carefully. We are not in a climate crisis. When you actually look at the numbers, when you actually forget what you hear from the news media and the politicians, go actually look at the real numbers. And by the way, if you try to Google it, you're going to get garbage. Go to the real source and look at the real numbers, and you can. We are not having more hurricanes than ever before. We're not having more floods and fires. The weather is not more intense than ever before. Yes, some years things are busier weather-wise, and some years things are calmer weather-wise. But when you graph it all out, again, you're in a rather cool, calm period. There is no climate crisis. And they talk about the breakdown of global norms and institutions and so on and technologies and biological threats such as COVID. Quote, we're living in a time unprecedented danger. You see, again... Every generation says that. Every generation says we're living in a time of unprecedented danger. Let's go back to World War II. People thought it was the end times. World War I, people thought it was the end times. We can go back uh, the Great Depression, which was almost worldwide. We can even go back to the Black Plague. I mean, just keep going back. You don't have to go back that far to the Black Plague, but keep going back. Every generation has thought this exact thing. Oh, someday somebody's going to be right, but... Quote, the U.S. government and NATO allies and Ukraine have a multitude of channels for dialogue. What are you talking to us for? You want dialogue to fix what's happening in Ukraine? Go talk to Putin. All he has to do is leave. Former U.N. secretary also called for the world leaders to take action in a world that's become more dangerous because of COVID-19 and weather. Now, here again, these are people that are in politics, and in order to keep their jobs and make a lot of money, the world is always at the brink of the end times and disaster. But if you give them money and power over you, they can fix it. They can even change the weather. Just give them enough money and power over you, and they'll fix the weather so you'll never have another bad weather day again. This is what they try to convince you of. 829 is the time. Coming up on some local news, weather forecast right after that. Open phones, 888-97-Woods, Wake Up, Wyoming.
on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 8.36 the time. Wake Up Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven was the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I was going to go on to something else, but I'm getting some reaction here uh, from several people. So, let's see, Chet and Yoder, I way overslept, but the news said there was a chemical in cat litter that absorbs CO2. The earth will smell like fresh kitty litter. I'm for it. I've smelled far worse than that, uh, especially if you head down from Cheyenne, you're heading toward Denver. There's that one area along the interstate that really smells like cattle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll take the kitty litter. <clears throat> also, Dan. Oh, and hey, a kitty litter is now manufactured around Cheyenne, Wyoming. So we got plenty of it. See, we're helping climate change. Dan and Laramie, the earth could probably sustain twice as many people as it has now, provided we eliminate all the stupid ones. That would be a whole lot of people. Well, that's why I'm in favor of, for those people who are on the hardcore cult of climate change, end times, doomsday scenario left, you know, the communists out there, the hardcore socialists, if they want to not breed anymore, that's good with me. So I'm all in favor. They have been not having kids, even getting vasectomies and so on. That's fine. I am okay with that. But since this and other reactions have come my way, we're talking about something I've been working on for a little while, and that's the doomsday cults out there. Bring out your days. Bring out your days. I just decided some years ago, just to look into it, so I was curious, I went back and looked at uh, what human beings have thought about end times predictions how far back do we know from the earliest civilizations that we can find there have always been end time predictions that humanity is on its last leg now we're going back thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years and every even the earliest civilizations that we can find there's always the predictions this is it. It's over for humanity. We are done. And there's all sorts of reasons as to why. Now, at sometimes I can understand why people thought that because catastrophic things happened. And to name one of the catastrophic things, you know, I mentioned earlier the Black Plague. Well, okay, when you take a look at what was going on then, people thought, okay, that's it. We're done. And I get why they thought that, but we weren't done. We kept going. And even things through like our Civil War, World War I, World War II, and many other problems that we had, possibility of uh, global nuclear annihilation, and on and on it goes. How many times we thought, okay, that's it, that we're done, and yet we're not done. It's easy to get on the air, and so many people do. In fact, so many radio talk show hosts do this. That's it. America's done. It's over. It's and somehow, I don't know why, but somehow that negativity really grips people and they love to live in that negative thinking phase. I don't know why we seem to be programmed for that. But what I like to do, and I've been doing this since I was really young, is look into, I know everybody believes this, but many times throughout history, everybody has been wrong. So let's take a look at it. How many times have do we have to be wrong about something? And, and if we look at the real numbers, forget, again, I know you've heard this from your parents. You've heard this from your school teachers right up through college. The media says this. The politicians say all these horrible things. 
But let's take a look at the actual numbers of what's going on, the actual data. Here's a good news for you. Now, a lot of people don't like to grab this good news, but here's good news for you. The, there's actually more forests than ever before. We're not deforesting the planet. Because we figured out how to make energy with natural gas and coal and nuclear and so on, we no longer have to rip down forests to cook our food or keep warm or whatever the case is. And so forests are growing back at record rates. In fact, we're planting more forests than ever before. We plant trees like crazy. We harvest trees for things like wood for houses and paper and so on, but we plant back more than we've been harvesting. So the forests have been growing, not shrinking. That's something that you keep hearing. We're deforesting the planet. The opposite is true. And then when it comes to world hunger, well, the reason that we have starvation and hunger in some place is not because we don't produce enough food. We produce more food than we need on less land than ever before. And we found out how to reuse the soil over and over again, revitalize it and use it again. We figured this out. And because of that, we, and, and, and you know, it's capitalism that did this. If you go to the socialist countries, they're the ones who are starving. Their farms don't work. Go to the capitalist countries, and those are the ones who produce an enormous amount of food, enough to feed the world and more. And, and we do it on very little land. Every year we use less land to produce more food. Those are the facts when you actually look at the number. When it comes to the climate crisis, like in the last story that I just read to you, you're told the weather's never been so bad. No. We've had fewer hurricanes. They're getting weaker. Now, someday that trend could switch the other way. We don't have record numbers of tornadoes. They're not bigger and stronger than ever before. Yes, we do have some bad years. Recently, we went through a, a wildfire and drought season that was pretty bad. But the seasons before that were really mild, and we're heading back into another mild wildfire season. And when you take a look at the trends across the board, you find out we're not having more wildfires than ever before. We've had some bad years, but we've had some very good years, too. Run the graph. Take a look at it. You're actually living in a very cool, calm period weather-wise. Human life expectancy is at an all-time high. Okay? And quality of life is at an all-time high. Despite the fact that we have the war in Ukraine and troubles in Afghanistan, world around the world, war and conflict is at an all-time low. Oh, there's still a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of it. Is actually at an all-time low when you consider how it used to be on this planet compared to the way it is now. And the places where people live the best, the most comfortable and the best, are nations like the one you're in right now. Those nations that are free nations, capitalist nations, those are the ones that are doing the best. Those are the ones where people live healthy, long, productive lives. And so if you want really to save the planet, then you want to export capitalism and export freedom. 844, Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way to skate 897 Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight forty 
37 at the time. Let's wake up Wyoming and head on over to the ice box where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, Frankie should be heading down the hallway right now, but our friend uh, Sean, also known as DJ Nike, is stepping into the studio right now. Because we have to talk about, Frank, the um, homeless shelter that uh, Sean was good enough to set up in the backyard. Who's... He's homeless? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to say his abandoned car. Oh, Same oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I want to know, you know, I didn't realize until yesterday that it was already gone. It what? Is it? I yes. Didn't back there. Yeah. They actually came to get it Monday morning. That's okay. when I had yeah. my nasty little uh, fall That's back right, there. Which is on video. Yes. Which I'm glad you posted <laughs> that. So, okay, let's take a look at it, though. So, this I say homeless shelter because it has been used as one. Yes. My vehicle was very much a hoopty, what they call a beater. <laughs> the doors didn't lock, and even if they did, one of the windows was half down. Yes. Yeah, so. so, we had a lot of homeless people that would squat in my vehicle. Uh, right. You know, overnight. Yeah. And so now they're going to be really disappointed. They're going to show up here in the middle of a cold night, like this weekend. Cold right. snow. They're going to show up and go, what the hell? It's not there because okay. it is getting crushed okay. at the toughest monster truck tour on Which February 11th. Which I've got to say, for that, you demand. Ah, well, I'm, I'm very thankful. Like, that's yeah. one of my smaller dreams because yeah. I've been a, a monster truck fan since the early 1980s. So uh-huh. this is going to be a good one. Okay. Now you're inviting people to come sit with you, right? Yes, yeah, I okay. am. How does that work? Basically, uh, we have a code you can use to even save $5 on the adult tickets. So if you use code Nike, that's N-Y-K-E, at the Ford Wyoming Center website, you can save on those tickets. But, yeah, you can sit in my section, which is Section 221 at the Ford Wyoming Center. Up to 100 folks can be in there, and we're going to be partying and screaming and having all kind of fun. And then they drag your jalopy out onto the track Yes. And do you know what's going to be crushing it? No, I don't. But I'm kind of hoping it's going to be Rat Trap because uh, that yeah. one is driven by a Casper native. So it would be nice if a Casper monster truck got to crush okay. my Casper car. Have we arranged GoPros? Um, No. But you okay. know what? I'm, I'm going to get with the, our team here and see if we can definitely get something set so we can get the up close and personal. So how did it arrive at the point where we're going to crush your car rather than you just send it to a shop where you can – make money off of parts and stuff like that? Uh, Because originally, like, my vehicle's been back there since before the pandemic. Yes. And we were going to sell it to someone that was going to fix it up, and he was going to give us a new refrigerator. Because, you know, Uh our refrigerator in our break room up here is is (laughs) just... Trading your vehicle for a refrigerator. Yeah, well, that's how much of a hoopty my vehicle was. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, But then, you know, the pandemic hit, and it didn't go through, but... Okay. So then how did we get to the point where, hey, let's crush your car? Because I love monster trucks. Everyone knows that. Uh, I've been to all five of these events that we've had at the event center, and they were just like, hey, what are we going to do with that vehicle? Let's crush it. Okay. Okay, so that it's been dragged out there already. Yes. Windows? Well, now they're they're taking uh, all the glass off, so all of the windows okay. had to be removed. Uh, the gas tank, which I'm sure was empty anyway, but that's okay, to make sure it doesn't. You've, you've just taken all the fun out of it. Well, what do you really want it to explode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of these monster trucks yeah. darn near explode too. So you, yeah, you don't want to add any extra danger. Okay. You real know. quick, tickets. How do they get there? Uh, again, you can head on uh, over to the Ford Wyoming Center website, uh, the Ticketmaster. You can actually go up there to uh, the ticket counter. But if you use the code NYKE, that's Nike, save five bucks off those tickets. Frank Scott Sports. All righty, the women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road tonight in Logan to meet Utah State. The Cowgirls are trying to break a two-game losing streak, so they are 5-3 and three in Mountain West play, 12-7 and seven overall. Utah State just awful this year at 1-7 and seven in league play, 4-15 and 15 overall. That's a 6 p.m. start tonight from Logan. And 
in women's junior college basketball. Casper College is 18-3 and and ranked 21st in the country after an 89-46 road win over Central Wyoming and Riverton last night. Claudia Garrido led the way for the T-Birds with 21. The LCCC women from Cheyenne dropped the 15-5 with a 67-50 home loss to Western Wyoming last night. On the men's side, Casper College beat Central Wyoming in Riverton 88-85, so they're 16-5 on the year. The LCCC men got 48 points from Xavier McCord and beat Western Wyoming 88-86, so they're 11-7. Casper College will be at LCCC on Saturday at the Story Gym. Tonight at the Story Gym in Cheyenne, high school basketball. Cheyenne East takes on Cheyenne Central. The East girls are 11-3, the Central girls 9-3. That'll start at 6. The boys' game will follow around 7-30. East will come into that game with a record of 11-2. Central is 12-2. There should be two really good games tonight. The Trona County High School distance runner Jackson Dutcher uh, signed with Division I South Dakota State for cross-country and track. He recently broke the NC school record in the indoor 800 meters. They did that last week at the indoor meet in Gillette and also won the 1600 meters up in Campbell County. Dutcher placed third at the 4A, 4A state cross-country meet back in October. High school wrestling, the Toronto host Sheridan, a duel tonight at 6 p.m. The big Ronthon tournament starts tomorrow in Riverton, runs through Saturday. And coming up on Sunday, it's the NFL version of the Final Four. Cincinnati with former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson will be at Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. The Bengals made the Super Bowl last season. The Chiefs are one-point favorites in this game. We'll start at 4.30 on Sunday. The NFC Championship game is Philadelphia hosting San Francisco. Former Wyoming Cowboy Marcus Epps has been great in the Eagles secondary. Same goes with former Polk Deshaun Gibson, who is playing in the 49ers secondary. And Philly is favored by two and a half points. It's a 1 p.m. start from Philly on Sunday. Uh, let me ask again. So where are you this weekend? Riverton. Riverton. Glen, now, maybe Glen Rock tomorrow. You leave Casper. Oh, you're going to go to Glen Rock next. Okay. Yeah, that'll be tomorrow. Yeah. How do you get to Riverton? What's your favorite way? The only way. Through Shoshone. Okay. No, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. That's, uh, that's fine. I, well, I mean, there's other ways. That it depends if you want the scenic Well, no, 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 no. There's not much scenery between here and there. Okay. Any, any way you want to go, unless <laughs> okay. you, you know, I mean, I mean, if you want to fly me there, you I know, would, I could, I can arrange that. Yes, you know, the airport is just over there. Yeah, that's there. right. It is. It's not very far at all. No, there's times I know I take a different route just because I want to do it different. I wonder if you had a preferred way, or you say there's the only way. There's the, there's the only way and the quickest way, and, and that's okay. The, yeah. the way. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. And you and I get back into it with another segment of Open Phones. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. Or use the Wake Up Wyoming app. When you open up the app, top right-hand corner, you see those word bubbles? All right. Touch that. That's text messaging me. And I'll answer back. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. It's uh, Thursday. I'm looking at some road conditions and so on for you. All right, right now, there's just part of I 80. It's not closed, but from Laramie over until, let me see, I believe that is, yeah, Walcott Junction. And also, if you're on 287 
and 30, you know, up, up and around through Medicine Bow Hanna area. That's impacted, and they're really asking people to exercise extreme caution right now because of weather conditions. Now, that gets worse. Let me see. Tomorrow, yeah, that's when some of the cold and winter weather starts to move in. Uh, but, you know, okay, now it's Saturday and Sunday. Now, this is where I had to talk with Don Day about this for the weekend, depending on where you are. And I'll keep you up to date on this. I'll make sure when I come in on Friday morning before you ever get up to have a little chat with Don Day. And I know Miss Mary wants to have a little chat with Don Day about this weather forecast over the weekend. Some of you guys are just going to have to, it's just good idea just to stay in during the weekend. Depends on where you are. But we're looking at areas like uh, KC to Casper down to Douglas, uh, Glen Rock, Douglas area. And then way over into like Nebraska and South Dakota. Well, I, I, actually, just go from those towns I just mentioned. Just go east of there. That's a heavy impact area. But now what kind of wind or snow, whatever you get over the weekend, it, well, it always depends on where you are. Everybody's going to get something that's a matter of intensity. That's why some of you guys should probably just take the weekend to... Well, make sure your Netflixes pay off. I already have some food stashed at home. So as far as food, I'm ready to go. I'll get you up to speed on that on Friday because that's when it really starts to move in Friday night into Saturday and Sunday. Okay, open phones. So... Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject, fine by me. And plenty of people use the Wake Up Wyoming app because you can text me on the app. When you open the app, top right hand corner, you'll see those word bubbles. That's the text option. So there's DJ and Gillette, Chet and Yoder, Dan and Laramie, Grandpa Rich is in Thermopolis. Arnie is in Casper, Rianne is in Fort Danger, uh, Junkman is in L- on Alliance, Nebraska, and my sister is in Lake Wales, Florida, to name a few of people who are listening and communicating with me off the app. Now, here's a few just quick shotgun topics for you. Let's go to Vermont real quick. Vermont Supreme Court has upheld non-citizen voting. Yeah, I knew that would drive you nuts. The idea is if you want to vote, you have to actually be a citizen of America, right? Okay, Vermont Supreme Court ruled last Friday that non-citizen residents in its capital city of Montpelier. Did you remember that? If I were to name all the capitals for it, if I named a state, could you name all the capitals? I get most of them right. I usually miss one or two. Okay, anyway, they may continue voting in municipal elections. That's not the presidential elections and so on. But what do you want to bet that happens to? The court argued that allowing non-citizens to vote does not violate the state constitution because citizenship requires only they uh, to apply for uh, federal elections. Local elections, there's nothing in the constitution that says you have to be a citizen to vote in local elections. The statute allowing non-citizens to vote locally in the capital city 
does not violate, they say, Chapter 2, Section 42, because that constitutional provision in their state constitution does not apply to local elections. While federal law prohibits non-citizens from voting in federal elections for races such as Senate, House of Representatives, President, judicial appointments, including San Francisco and municipal towns, Maryland, they, th- those places allow non-citizens to vote as well. Okay, that's the first one that should drive you nuts. Next, first step toward national rent control as a matter of fairness. Now, rent control has been tried in various places like New York City and so on, and man, does it screw up an economy. I know you might look at Jackson, Wyoming, and say, well, geez, it could use some rent control. That's not how to solve that problem. Trust me, it's been tried. It's a mess. But here's the story. Inflation, the story says, eating citizens alive in the United States. Nowhere are those numbers more obvious than when you take a look at housing rentals. If you owned your home already, you're in the catbird seat. If you just bought one or trying to, well, it's a tight market right now. Also, the also says uh, he just bought a home but overpaid because it's a tight market. If you need, if you're renting, especially a single-family house, You've been on pins and needles this entire time wondering if your rent's going to go up. Well, a good portion of this is attributable to measures taken with questionable authority by the Centers for Disease Control as we went through the whole COVID thing as they tried to impose, well, you cannot evict people during the whole COVID thing. What this does, there's a lot of reasons why rent control is a horrible idea, but one of them is So let's say you own some property, okay? I'm going to give you a nice row of, we'll say, six apartments, you know, in a nice row, right, on a piece of property, and you're renting those. All right, then the government comes along and says you're not allowed to charge any higher than this amount. Well, hang on. What does it cost for you to own and maintain that property? I mean, you don't just have it scot-free. You might just have a mortgage on that. But there's also, you have to pay taxes on that. And it's not just property taxes. You're making money off of rent, so you have to pay taxes on that. Uh, Repair and upkeep. And I'm sure if we talk to someone who owns some rental property, they would name some hidden costs that you and I never thought of. And that can even include things like, what about people who do damage to your property? Well, if you're a renter, you've probably had to evict people. You've probably had to go in and replace appliances and carpets and so. There's people who can do a lot of damage to property like that. And now here comes the government along saying, you can't charge any more than this. What are you going to do? If you have to make repairs on your property and inflation has caused those repairs to become very expensive, are you just supposed to eat that cost? Yet renters can lose their property pretty darn fast. Okay, so let's see what the story says here. To a large extent, the with government interference, whatever the motives, was responsible for destroying natural turnover in rental units and accelerating the exit of landlords and available rental properties from the market. See, again, landlord lost his property. Nobody's renting that property anymore. With cash offers for many homes, smaller landlords were happy to jettison the hassle and try to sell their property. What happens when a commodity becomes scarce? Prices increase. Landlords could be pickier with tenants and so on. It started a vicious cycle. Okay. Under pressure, 
to address the nation's soaring housing costs. Biden administration on Wednesday announced a significant new action to protect tenants and make renting more affordable, they say. This is not going to end well. I tell you right now as I read this, this is not going to end well. The announcement involves multiple federal agencies gathering information on unfair housing practices. And then they want a blueprint for renters' bill of rights to set clear guidelines to help renters stay in affordable housing. And that would include deciding what the rent should be. Now, this would be, again, the title of this is the idea is we're going to have national rent control. Really, it's another one of those things that the federal government can't do, although they'll try to find a way to finagle it because it should be something, even though we should never have rent control, it's something that should be handled by the state or locally if it's done at all, not by the federal government. After months of deliberation, the move comes as the housing market continues to pose a serious problem, the story says, and for the economy overall, all while inflation for the past six months, average rental prices have continued to increase rapidly, disproportionately hurting vulnerable households. A coalition of tenant unions, community organizers, and legal groups have called for an all-out draft proposal, again, rent control. Norm Warm and lack, they, they lack the authority to do this, really. Again, this is a big part of the problem. Once again, the Biden administration and several Democrats in Congress, including Senator Pocahontas, want to do something that they don't have the authority to do. Here's a tweet from a reporter. White House expected to roll out new rules on promoting grace periods for late rents and the rights to counsel for tenants facing eviction. So for those of you who have rental properties, here is your federal government trying to tell you what you can and can't do with your properties and your tenants. Oh, Lord. Okay, hang on a second. My sister in Lake Wales just sent me a note. See, I'll probably be stuck inside waiting out a snowstorm. She sends, I'll be airboat riding this week in Florida while you're trapped inside. I'll say hello to the alligators for you. Yeah, just wake up, Wyoming. Faster than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Twenty-three is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, here's one that's going to annoy you. I'm sorry, but okay. Headline for you. U.S. grants new license for natural gas development, but not here in the United States, in the Caribbean. Biden administration has granted a license to Trinidad and Tobago to develop a major gas field located in Venezuela, territorial waters. U.S. and Trinidad officials on Tuesday said marking further... Um, easing of sanctions on Venezuela. Hey, why not allow us to do that here, right here in the United States? We Okay. Natural gas, you want to talk about a renewable energy? Because I constantly hear wind and solar referred to as renewables. Now, I'll tell you what renewable is. Because see, wind and solar are not sustainable or renewable. Not when you look into rare earth minerals. You find out that is finite. What is renewable, though, is natural gases. Because they're constantly being created. Natural gases are created by things that are either uh, 
burping or farting or decomposing. And so that's constantly happening. So we just have more. In fact, our landfills are great sources of natural gases. Natural gases just keep happening. Biden administration has granted that license to the Treasury Department at Trinidad request and intended to enhance Caribbean's regional energy security. Well, forget our energy security. Let's go ahead and enhance theirs. The island nation can do business with uh, other surrounding and Venezuela as well. When it well, they do that. They had to go through the Biden administration because those are territories, right? When it comes to public land and waters, though, oil and gas companies have accused the White House of not truly supporting their industry and curbing production. Ryan McConaughey, spokesperson for the Petroleum Association of Wyoming, said the Biden administration has a playbook for federal development, delay, distraction, and deflection. It does not come as much of a surprise that the Biden administration approved applications for permit to drill for these foreign countries, again, U.S. territories. The president of the Western Energy Alliance said the political focus on drilling permits and leases already held by the industry is a red herring from the White House. Quote, just because... ACME ONG isn't using a permit right away doesn't mean that ABC and ONG doesn't need one. This is where, by the way, the Biden administration keeps throwing out this red herring as well. Well, we gave all of these permits for these companies. We go, permits, excuse me, we gave them leases so they can go ahead and extract oil and natural gas. Why aren't they doing it? Because they have to go through the permitting process. You can go ahead and lease the land all you want, but then they have to go through the permitting process to be able to extract the energy. And that's where they're held up. So whenever you hear them say, well, then how come we sold them all these leases and they didn't do anything with it? Because you refused to permit it. All right. Once again, these are U.S. territories, but still foreign nations and not here in the United States. We could end our energy problems real fast, same way we did during the Trump years. Just get government out of the way. Let people do what they do. Let businesses do what they do. You have rule, I'm not saying no rules and regulations. Whenever I say that, somebody jumps in. Well, you have to have some rules and regulations, a few basic ones that everybody can understand and comply with. Okay? Not to the point that it's impossible to do business anymore. And that's why I love bringing up the story. I have many times, I know. So here was Sarah Palin debating Joe Biden for the vice presidential seat some years ago. And Sarah Palin said, drill, baby, drill. And Joe Biden said, that doesn't make sense. You find oil somewhere, it takes 10 years to get to it. It only takes 10 years to get to it because of government. And that was proven in North Dakota. When oil is found on private land somewhere and the federal government can't get to it and doesn't have much say in what's going on, they're able to extract the oil in a very short period of time. Usually within a month or so, we're sucking oil out of the ground. So if you want your country to be – and remember, for a short while, we were energy independent. In fact, for a very short while, we were exporting energy. And that can happen again. And the answer is actually a really simple one. Okay, there's there's an entity in government that's in the way, and it's called the bureaucracy. You get them out of the way, and we can get back to work again. 
It's that simple. It's not hard. This is not a complicated process over here. So I still want to know why we're doing business with Venezuela and easing sanctions on Venezuela and yet tying the hands of the energy producers here in our nation and in states like Wyoming. I would love to know the answer to that, but, well, I don't think we're going to get a decent or honest answer from this administration ever. It's just, which is why we should be just done dealing with them. Maybe work on that in the next election cycle. Okay, I got a few more stories here that I'm going to squeeze into the last segment, but you can always interrupt me. Morning, Lee. Lee from Laramie. Good morning, City Laramie just put in a rule that rentals in Laramie have to be inspected by a city at owner's expense. They say to make sure that they are safe. I went to rent something, and I know what is good, I hope. Yeah, okay. Well, once again, oh, no, we have to make sure it's safe. I would agree with you, Lee. Why can't you, as the tenant, take a look around and decide for yourself? Okay, one more layer of government for you. This is why city councils should not be allowed to meet that often. Yeah, seriously. Coming up on 930, local news, weather, wake up, Wyoming. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six. to time, Wake Up Wyoming. I actually want to build on something that Lee from Laramie was saying just a moment ago. And Lee texted me using the Wake Up Wyoming app. So... How much responsibility do you want to take compared to, again, having government stepping in to make sure that you're safe? Now, for me, I can make my own decisions. So the lesson, look, government experts are often not. The idea, well, government's going to take care of it, so I'll be good. They're often the worst possible people to turn to. And I can cite countless examples. I don't have time left in the show today to do that. But here's what Lee was saying from Laramie. He said, the city of Laramie just put in a rule that all rentals in Laramie have to be inspected by a city at owner's expense. Now, Lee, is that every time a new person rents? Or is that just like a yearly inspection? The idea is to make sure that it's safe to rent. Okay. Is that, I want to know, Lee, every time someone goes to rent, like if, if somebody's renting an apartment and they leave before the new tenant comes in, it has to be inspected? Or... Is that just a, a yearly or biannual or whatever? How often do they inspect? But I agree with what Lee has to say. If Lee's going to go rent a place, then he wants to just go inspect it himself. And if it doesn't meet his standards, then he's not going to rent it. Now, I have seen, I remember this in Cheyenne some time ago, Mayor Orr at the time was horrified that people were renting these just terrible mobile homes that had holes in the floor, they didn't have water, they didn't have power, and so on. And yet people were renting them and living there. All right. In which case, I looked at those places, I would have to agree with the mayor of Cheyenne, completely unlivable. Nobody should be living in those places. They were horrible. And talk about slumlords. These were in Cheyenne. These were mobile homes. Some of you in Cheyenne might remember this. And the mayor is going, well, how are we allowing people to stay here? 
bed bugs and rats and holes in the floor and no electricity, no heating in the wintertime and so on and so on. And, and that's where we had a good debate about the question of, is it up to the tenant? I know the tenants could not afford a whole lot, and yet they were renting those anyway. Yet still, there are places that they could have, with what little money they had, rented that would have been decent. So the question that I'm asking you then is, do you want your government to come in to rental places and inspect to make sure that they are rentable or, you know, in order to prevent slumlords from happening, right? Or do you rather just say, look, it's up to the individual to decide if they want to rent this or not? All right. And if you come down on the side of, well, we're going to let the city come in and inspect a place to make sure it is a rentable place, or if it's out in the county, let the county do that. And that's supposed to be at the landlord's expense, which means it's at the renter's expense because that price is going to get passed on. The landlord is not going to pay for that. The, and Lee Laramie is saying he's not sure. Yeah, about how he has no idea whether they do it per tenant or once a year or whatever the case is. <clears throat> but that's something I'd like to know. Does that because I do know, and I'm just tossing ideas out for you guys. Are you okay? I don't have a problem with it. That the city will go in and inspect a restaurant kitchen to make sure that it's clean and sanitary. I'm okay with that. They don't do it all the time. They go in occasionally just to make sure you're up to snuff. Food trucks get an annual inspection just to make sure that this is up to snuff. Okay. And then you're okay using a food truck the rest of the year because, you know, there's an annual inspection of the food truck. Or do you want the buyer to beware? I'm much more of the libertarian perspective. Although I don't always – I don't mind inspections, but I don't always want the government to, to, to be the ones doing the job because considering how incompetent government can often be, I don't want them often doing the job. But, yeah, there's times that I do like the idea of somebody going in inspecting, and there's times I can go ahead and do it myself. But, again, the idea of the city of Laramie – here's a big objection of mine – the city of Laramie saying – well, we are going to do this at the landlord's expense. The landlord has to pay for that inspection. Again, completely unrealistic. Who do you think is actually going to pay for that? Right. It's going to get passed on to the renters. So, okay, this is where you have to draw the line between some is good, some is good. It's overregulation that's bad. And oftentimes when I give you my libertarian perspective on something – I, I, it happens a lot. People say, well, you can't have no rules. I never said no rules. At no time did I ever say no rules. There's got to be some rules, some basic common sense rules. But when you overregulate, you make it so much of a hassle that it's impossible to do business. That's when we have to seriously pull back. Now, your federal government is, oh, Big time bad at that. And be glad you don't live in places like if you go to some major cities. Dear Lord, it, you wonder why things are so damn expensive and so difficult to do. It's because it's a major city and they just pile on the rules and regulations, making things so outrageously expensive and complicated to get done. That goes right back to what I was talking about with energy before. It should be very easy to go drill for oil somewhere. A few basic rules to make sure they keep the environment clean. That's it. 
They made it to the point that it takes over a decade to get the permits through, and even then there's no guarantee. Chet in Yoder, I'll call you about the... Uh, see, Laramie is a blank hole except for summer slumlords. Everything is overpriced. I'd like to hear more about that, Chet. I would. 943, Wake Up, Wyoming. It's on Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Forty-eight's the time. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank came across the story here. Buffalo Girl wins two grand championships at 2023 National Western Stock Show. I, I have not read that yet, but I, I saw it briefly, so yeah. I, I, I can't comment on it. I, I, I read uh, it well, 16-year-old Buffalo, and that's good at 16 years old, uh, 2022 Western Stock Show in Denver. Arn with just a halter and lead rope as she cornered a steer in the catch of the calf competition and earned an opportunity to raise a steer for show as well. That's pretty good. To what's, see. Your, what's your name? Uh, let me see now. Um, Wassinger, W-A-S-I-N-G-E-R. Okay, and her Rowan, first name? Uh, Rowan, R-O-W-A-N. Rowan Wassinger? Yeah. Okay, good, good. Congratulations to her. Okay. That's that, awesome. I, yeah, I haven't read that thing yet, so. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm sorry that I surprised you with something well, like no, that I'm here. Always, I, I'm always surprised by what you say. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you know, this kind of program that I do over yeah. here. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's a grand championship. So let's talk about the grand championship here real quick here. So it, the one that happens in Denver, National Western. So is that of people from all over the country? Yeah, it's one of the big shows to start the season. The Western Stock Show? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, uh, Fort Worth has a big stock show and rodeo. You know, uh, it's, it's huge. 16 huge. years old. Who usually competes in that? I have no idea. Okay. Because it sounds like if it's people from all over the country, I'm looking at this thinking, what, 4-H kids? I would, Possibly. I well, I, oh, I'm sure most, of the, most yeah. of the kids, they're in 4-H one way or the other. Oh, sure. And in this part of the country, that does seem to be part of just what happens at high school. Yeah. Okay, now, I do know that University of Wyoming, and I don't know the age group that she was you know, competing in, uh, but, and there's other universities that do things with, uh, you know, cattle and horses and livestock. Oh, yeah, they, and they, they have rodeo stuff, teams, but, and some, and some are, are, have ag programs. Okay, but now what about high schools, though? Some do also. That's what I was curious about, because I've noticed that in certain regions of the country, they do tend to have at the high school they will teach something that is known to that region. So I would assume out here some high schools... They would they would have to have some some kind of at least classes or programs, probably through FF, you know, through FFA, yeah. you okay. know, but also maybe on their own, you know, with, with agriculture, ranching, I that kind of thing. Do you know of a lot of young people who do it on their own after school as extracurricular? Well, anyway, congratulations to her. Yeah, good for her. Well, tonight at the uh, Story Gym and High School Basketball in Cheyenne, Cheyenne East will take on Cheyenne Central. The East girls are 11-3, and three, the Central girls are 9-3. and three. That starts at 6 p.m. The boys' game will follow about 7.30. East comes into that game with a record of 11-2. and two. Cheyenne Central 12-2, and two, so there should be two really good games there. And women's college basketball at the Division One level, the Wyoming Cowgirls on the road at Utah 
Utah State tonight. Cowgirls are five and three in Mountain West Conference play. They've lost their last two in a row, and they're twelve and seven overall. Utah State one and seven in league play, and an awful four and fifteen overall. It's a six p.m. start tonight from Logan in women's JUCO basketball. Casper College uh, eighteen and three and ranked twenty-first in the country with an eighty-nine forty-six road win over Central Wyoming and Riverton last night. Claudia Garrido led the T-Birds with twenty-one. The LCCC women from Cheyenne dropped uh, to fifteen and five with a sixty-seven fifty home loss to Western Wyoming on the men's side. Casper College beat Central Wyoming last night, eighty-eight eighty-five. The birds are sixteen and five on the year. The LCCC men got forty-eight points from Xavier McCord and beat Western Wyoming, eighty-eight eighty-six, to get to eleven and seven on the year. Casper College will be at LCCC on Saturday at the Story Gym. The Trona County High School distance runner Jackson Dutcher is signed with Division One South Dakota State for cross country and track. He recently broke the NC school record in the indoor 800 meters in just over two minutes. That he did it last week in Gillette and also won the 1600 meters up there. Dutcher placed third at the 4A state cross country meet back in October. High school wrestling: the Toronto will host Sheridan in a duel tonight. The Big Ron Thon tournament will start tomorrow in Riverton, and that will go through Saturday. And then coming up on Sunday, it's the NFL's version of the Final Four. Cincinnati with former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson will be at Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. The Bengals made the Super Bowl last season. And the Chiefs are one-point favorites in the game, which starts at 4.30. The NFC Championship game has Philadelphia hosting San Francisco. Former Wyoming Cowboy Marcus Epps, great in the Eagles secondary this season. Same goes for Tashawn Gibson for the um, another former Cowboy. He plays in the 49ers secondary. And Philly is favored by two and a half points in that game. And that is a 1 p.m. start on Sunday. I have to go back and find out. There's a couple years ago. You might remember we had on the program. I, I, I talked about it, and then it turns out they were listening, and they called in from University of Wyoming. They have their meat judging yes. competition. And I, we talked to the team captain on the air. She was very enthusiastic and very understanding why I was thinking this was just the funniest damn thing, especially because how do they do this? And they win the national championship. They don't have any cheerleaders. There's no tailgating going on. And, and I don't. I, I still don't understand the judging process. I, I don't understand it either. But, uh, yeah, so they have to judge meat, and they have judges judging how they judge meat. And right. then why do you, since you're talking about meat of all sorts of different kinds, why is there no tailgating with barbecue? Well, why, why don't they start with bacon? See? Okay. So we had a long conversation just a couple of years ago that this happened. I want to <laughs> we, we bring need those to find them back. again, yeah. Yes, that'd be great. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming yeah. up on some local business we have to take care of. No, that was a really interesting interview. I was talking about it on the air. Yay, we won the national meat judging thing or whatever. Turns out that the uh, team, especially the team captain, was listening. They called into the program. That was hysterical. Want to find out more about that. How are they doing? Coming up on Local Business News Time, Weather Forecast, Wake Up, Wyoming.